Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. that you are having a really nice start to 2022 so far. I know it's only early days, but fingers crossed this year so far is going well for you and your loved ones. Now, today's podcast is a solo episode and it is on a topic that I've spoken about before. Earlier last year, sounds strange saying last year, but I did an episode with Lauren from The Style Files on how to edit your wardrobe. And I really loved speaking with Lauren. I think she's absolutely incredible, but the audio quality wasn't great. And that's just sort of the nature of the beast sometimes when you are recording with people remotely. And I've also spoken on this topic in other episodes, but I wanted to record one where I'm just sitting down and having a bit of a chat about this topic. And it's here at the start of the new year at the top of the feed for you, because whilst clothing and style and making over your wardrobe can be a very surface level conversation. And it's a very privileged conversation to have to sort of, you know, muse over whether or not your wardrobe is serving you is inherently very privileged to sort of spend any time and energy on that topic. But this podcast is a space where we can talk about things that are truly important and truly deep. And then we can have a chat about more surface level topics And truly, even though your wardrobes and your clothes are not going to change the world, it actually can change how you show up in the world and how you feel about yourself, which again, I don't know if that's a great thing, but I know myself when I'm wearing something that fits me well, that is practical for my lifestyle and that I feel like I look good in, I do stand up a little bit straighter and have more of a spring in my step. And again, we can dissect that feminine urge to always feel good in what we're wearing. But this episode is all about encouraging you to think about your wardrobe objectively and to ask yourself the question, how do I feel when I'm getting dressed each morning? And I asked that question over in the Frey Facebook group, which you can all totally come and join. I'll put the link in the show notes. But I asked the question over there, how do you feel about your wardrobe? There were mixed responses as always, but a lot of the responses had a bit of a tone about being kind of underwhelmed about the wardrobe situation. And there were a few replies talking about having a wardrobe full of clothes that no longer fit, which just feels shitty. Like it feels really, really shitty to be trying to get dressed each day. And then you have your clothes kind of making a mockery of you because they no longer fit for whatever reason. There were a couple of really positive replies about the wardrobe, which is so nice to see. But overall, it was kind of a meh, I don't really love what I have and I want to do an overhaul kind of energy. So this episode is all about just sparking food for thought, inviting you to think about 
the items that you have in your wardrobe and whether or not you feel great about them. I think what happens for a lot of us is we enter a new phase of our life and we don't really give a lot of consideration to how we're dressing each day, to our uniform each day really, because it can become such low-hanging fruit. But as we enter a new stage of our life, perhaps it is a new job, perhaps it is becoming a mother, perhaps it's lockdown, or it's just a realization all of a sudden that you've been wearing the exact same outfit in different versions for like the past 20 years, and all of a sudden you just don't know if it aligns with your lifestyle and who you are in the current moment. And so there are stylists available. Lauren is a great one from the Style Files. And I'm sure that if you Google stylists or just search through Instagram, you'll be able to find many, many, many people that can give you guidance and advice. You may want to invest in actually having that service, in having someone come to your house and holding your hand and going through your wardrobe with you. And that's great. Or you might like to just kind of turn inwards and see what you can do for yourself by yourself or maybe with a friend as well. I would consider whether or not you want to do a wardrobe overhaul in one foul swoop in like one big go, like maybe you want to dedicate a whole weekend to doing it and you're going to do your wardrobe cleanse on the Saturday and then do a bit of a replan on the Sunday. Or maybe you're going to do it bit by bit because that's more manageable. Maybe you're going to literally do the wardrobe cleanse, the cull, by setting an alarm for 15 minutes each night before you go to bed for a week and see what you can do in that time. And same again, when you're bringing pieces into your wardrobe, you might not have the wherewithal, I don't think I would, to go and do a whole big shop and just hope that you get everything in one day and kind of do this you know, dramatic makeover. It might be more realistic that you do it purchase by purchase. I think that's probably the way that I would do it because I just feel like there's no guarantees when you go into a shopping center. It always seems to be the way that if you go to a shopping center with no event, no intention, no need to buy anything, that's when you'll find stuff that you love. But if you go with the intention to shop up a storm, you will not find anything that you like. Um, But I'll talk a little bit about the replenishing shortly. Firstly, the first thing to focus on is your wardrobe edit. So this means you actually spend time with the clothes that you have, and that might mean that you tip them all out in a big pile on the floor, or if you're very organized and everything is hanging, you go through hanger by hanger and drawer by drawer. I feel like I'm starting to lose my voice a little bit. It's early in the morning, guys. I'm just trying to record this before the kids come home today. So I apologize if my voice is a bit nasally because I've not spoken much at all yet today. So going through either your big pile or hanger by hanger, drawer by drawer. As you move through your clothes, I would consider having four separate piles. The first pile is the keep pile. So the only items going in that pile are clothes that you have worn recently that are practical for your lifestyle. So if you have a wardrobe full of corporate clothing, but you're not really planning on returning to the office because maybe you now are at home with a couple of young kids or you're no longer in that industry, the corporate skirts and blouses might not actually be realistic for your lifestyle because you're not going to pop on a nice power suit while you're climbing up the slide. So ask yourself, does this item fit? Am I wearing this item? When I wear this item, do I feel good in it? 
Is it realistic for me? And does it align with the personal style that I want to have? Now, we will talk a little bit more about personal style and aesthetics shortly. But firstly, be really um, discerning with the keep pile. The keep pile should really only be clothes that you actually wear and you really, really do like. Don't put things in there that you've been saving. You know, don't put the sequined skirt that you bought on a whim because you thought, oh, one day I'll be edgy enough to wear that to a barbecue or something like that. If you've not worn it in six months, you probably don't need it unless it's a seasonal item. There are, of course, going to be seasonal items such as a big puffer jacket, a long trench coat that you're not wearing that frequently, but you're going to keep for obviously the cooler months. The next pile that you're going to have is a donate pile. Now the donate pile, the clothes need to still be wearable. I have a friend who was volunteering um, in like a Vinnie's type store and she was saying the amount of things that get donated that are completely unwearable, like old underwear with holes in them and things like that, that no one is going to actually be able to use. So make sure the clothes that you are donating are wearable. Have your nice pile there and it's a really good feeling, I think, to know that you're giving things away to someone that's going to actually get use out of them. It's so much better that a family who needs them can have them versus hanging up in your wardrobe. The next pile is the bin pile. This is where those underwear that have no elastic, that have holes in them, go to live. This is where, you know, the clothes that you've been holding onto that are just threads, they need to be binned. I do want to do an episode soon on fast and sustainable fashion as well, because it's something that is increasingly more across my radar, but this is not that episode. It's one that I really want to interview someone and I've reached out to a guest, so fingers crossed, but you are likely going to have a couple of items that need to just be binned um, or used as rags or whatever. The next pile is a sell or swap pile. You may be surprised at the ability you have to actually make some money from clothes you're no longer wearing. You can use Facebook Marketplace or you could even check out and see if there are markets in your local area, depending on what's going on in different places of the world. But you might be able to set up a stall or head to a vintage market. You may even be able to organize a clothes swapping party with some of your friends. If you have friends that are a similar like size, similar style to you, and you want to just all get together and bring a bag of clothes that you're no longer wearing, tip them out and it's a bit of a free for all. And it's a nice way to just recycle clothing, catch up with friends. And again, we're not contributing then to the fast fashion um, industry of buying new things all the time. And I know sharing clothes can sound a bit high school like, you know, it is definitely something my friends and I did in our teens and our 20s. But I have to tell you, it's still something we do now. If one of my friends has a date or an event, they will often ask if they can come and raid the wardrobe and try on a couple of different things. And it's the same with me. If I've got an event to go to and I'm like, oh, I just really wish I had, you know, like a white linen blazer and I know one of my friends has one, I'm not going to go and buy one for that event. I'll just ask if I can borrow it. So of course, to do that, you have to have friends that are fairly close by, although Express Post is good. But I love the idea of getting a bag of clothes that you no longer wear and just trading them with a friend, you know, just mix it up a little bit. And that can be a nice way to try on a different style too. 
So you've got your four piles. You've got your keep and be very, very strict and discerning with what you're keeping. You've got your donate, you've got your bin and you've got your sell or swap. So I mentioned Facebook Marketplace. I know that there are apps now as well where you can sell secondhand clothes. So you might may like to do a bit of research there. Facebook Marketplace can be a bit of a beast, but it can also be a nice way to just get some extra cash and then you can put that money towards your new clothes as well. And I know I said this when I spoke about the keep pile, but I just want to hammer it, like really, really hammer home this point. When you are looking at your clothes, if it doesn't fit you, if it's too small, if it's too big, if it is uncomfortable, if it's one of those outfits that you always think, oh, I should wear it. But then when you wear it, you spend the whole time pulling it down because it keeps riding up or you don't have the right bra to go underneath it or the straps just drive you absolutely batty, whatever it might be. If it's not in line with how you actually live, all of these kind of categories, um, it's kind of just setting yourself up to have a wardrobe full of no's. And no one wants to start the day like that by standing in front of a wardrobe and being like, no, 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 like none of this fucking works. It doesn't fit me. I can't live my life in it. It's not good. And then you're not even going to look at like 90% of the clothes that you have there. And you probably do, if you're anything like me and a lot of women, you probably do have like three or four outfits that are on high rotation, you know, that you don't maybe even need to go into your wardrobe because you know that, oh yeah, that shirt that I wore and those jeans that I wore, like they're my three go-to looks and you just circulate those. And then the rest of the stuff is just hanging there and it's kind of adding this mental pressure of either making a mockery of you if it doesn't fit, um, maybe making you feel bad or it's just like wasted space, wasted resources. And so... The- Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The whole intention for doing a wardrobe edit and then a wardrobe overhaul is so that when you go to get dressed, you actually feel good. You feel good about the outfits that you're putting on. You are standing in front of your wardrobe, standing in front of your drawers, and it is a drawer full of yes rather than a drawer full of no. And it can be quite fun. It can be really fun to get dressed and getting dressed in the style that you have can be a creative expression and maybe no one has ever said that to you before maybe no one has said hey you know what you actually have a right to love the way that you dress and the way that you show up in the world maybe it's never been a priority for you or maybe you have a story you know we all have these stories that circulate around our brain and you know sometimes they're just not like they're not true and they're not good for us, but maybe you have this story that you're not worthy, you know, that you're not the pretty one, that you're not the fashionable one or whatever it is. And it's bullshit because you can at any given moment 
change that story. It can be really hard, but you can start feeding yourself a much better self-narrative about who you are. You deserve to feel good each day. You deserve to like the clothes that you wear. You deserve to know what works on your body and you deserve to have a bit of a uniform that you feel really good in and you feel confident in. And that's what this whole episode is about. It's like just letting go of the shit that doesn't feel good, that you don't want to wear, that's just hanging there. It's about bringing stuff in that aligns with who you actually are. I think for a lot of us, we go into different stages of our lives. You know, again, whether it's now that you have younger children or your younger children are older and you can actually get back to wearing white or you can get back to wearing dresses because you're no longer spending all of your days running over the playgrounds with them, whatever it is. Or maybe it is that you've entered a new job, but you actually haven't started dressing for that job yet. Maybe you have entered your mid thirties, hello, (laughs) and you've realized, oh, maybe I can no longer shop or maybe I don't longer want to shop at some of the faster fashion or younger kind of fashion houses. And that's not to say that, oh, when you turn a specific age, you need to now start shopping at Country Road or whatever, um, or Susan's. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you might just reach a stage in your life where you want to refine your style and you're doing it on purpose, not out of habit. So many of us can operate from a place of habit when it comes to shopping. You have your go-to stores, you have your go-to styles, your go-to colors, your go-to overall look, but sometimes it needs to evolve and you just don't quite know how, or you don't quite feel like you deserve it or whatever it is. One of the things Lauren and I spoke about in our episode, which I do encourage you to go back and listen to, but I will preface it by saying again, the audio quality is not great in that conversation. Lauren is great, but the audio quality isn't. Um, But one of the things we spoke about is the fact that part of her role as a stylist when she's doing personal styling sessions is to kind of be a hype girl. It's to kind of give permission and say, you know what, you can wear that because maybe you can relate to this experience of trying something on, but because it's not your standard go-to look, you don't feel confident enough to wear that outfit. You know, maybe you have tried something on that you just go, oh, I think it looks okay, but I don't know if it does. And Lauren spoke about how she kind of gives permission and says, you know what? No, that looks amazing on you. Don't second guess yourself. Wear it. Try it. Like, you know, for lack of a pithy expression, like you can rock that outfit, which is not something I would ever say, but you know what I mean. And if you don't have that hype girl, maybe you can lean into listening to more content on styling. There is Style by Denny, D-E-N-I on Instagram. They are brilliant. I'm sure if you go on YouTube, you can find lots of stylists that can kind of give you that hype energy, that kick up the butt to try something different. But if you need a permission note, um, as Brene Brown calls them, here is your permission slip. You have permission to try different outfits. You have permission to let your style evolve and to do it on purpose. Which brings me to my next point. After you have done the cull and the cleanse, or maybe you even want to do this before the cull and the cleanse. It probably is a good idea to do it before. 
Either way, at some point before bringing anything else into your wardrobe, have a think about the overall style, the overall aesthetic that you are drawn to and that you would like for yourself. And that question alone might kind of make you just shudder and go, oh, I have no idea, Kylie. I don't know. I have no clue what style suits me or what style I like. That's fine. This is a great place to start from because then you can go in eyes wide open with curiosity. I would encourage everyone who is doing this little exercise to start thinking about styles that turn your head, that you are drawn to. Because whilst you might not inherently, intrinsically know that you love a bohemian kind of vibe or whatever it is, if you start paying attention to what you're drawn to and what you just like without kind of any rules or parameters on it and just be curious about it, it's going to give you feedback. So what I mean by that is as you move through the world, when you're at the coffee shop, when you're at the shops, what outfits catch your attention, if any? And it might not even be about outfits. It might be about the way someone carries themselves. And then you can kind of have a look and notice what they are actually wearing. If you can't do this in real life, you can absolutely do this online. Pinterest is a giant rabbit hole of style. There's Instagram as well. Maybe just start saving posts on Instagram. You know how you can just save them and you can put them into separate little folders? That can be a really nice way just to do it casually as you're scrolling. And then later on, when you have the time, you can look back and see if there is a consistent thread. I know when I do this, all of my saved outfit posts or inspiration or whatever, um, they're all pretty much the same in terms of it's usually just a plain t-shirt with some nice denim and a nice pair of heels or sneakers. I have a very basic, very, very basic aesthetic, but I like it. And I would say I kind of just like fresh, clean, um, simple kind of outfits and simple silhouettes as well. So spend some time seeing what you like. You might do this over the space of a couple of weeks. And then when you sit down and you look at your actual style file and what you've saved, go, ah, how's that? Like 10 out of the 15 images I've saved are all quite androgynous. You know, maybe they are quite shapeless and you like, sort of go, oh, I didn't realize that I was drawn to that silhouette. Or maybe everything you have saved has a pattern element to it or a pattern clashing element to it, but you don't actually do that in your everyday life. Be objective with what you're saving and then kind of looking at what you actually have in your wardrobe and have fun with it. I think the most important thing to note when you are doing this is to be practical. It's great to look at outfits and go, oh my gosh, that's amazing. That full tulle skirt that is paired with a bolero blazer and a bow tie, but you're probably not going to wear that for school drop off and pick up. So what elements can you bring of that into your wardrobe so that you will actually wear pieces? So what I mean by this is, say for example, you have saved all of these really loud big flowy dresses, but right now that doesn't align with your life. Can you bring it in in the form of a blouse? Maybe you've saved all of these leopard print things, but right now your life is really busy and you're spending most of your day in sneakers and activewear rather than investing in an expensive leopard print play suit that you might not wear. Maybe you can find a nice quality t-shirt that has an element of leopard print to it, which is a nod towards the style that you want, but you're actually going to wear it. That's the most important thing, I think. You want to have a wardrobe full of yes 
clothes. So yes, have your inspiration. Yes, kind of get clear on your aesthetic, but above all, be practical with what you're actually going to wear. Now I say be practical, but also have fun and be flexible with it. You know, don't be afraid to try different shapes and different silhouettes. Once you have identified an overall kind of aesthetic that you like, that can help you then to know what gaps you have to fill in your wardrobe. So if you do notice that you like a really tailored look, sorry, my voice is going again, but you don't have a great tailored black blazer that can go with so many different things, that's a gap to fill. So you might like to actually have a physical running list, whether that's just a list in your phone or whether you want to go full spreadsheet on it, whatever feels good for you. Or maybe you just want to cut out pictures and have a bit of a vision board happening, whatever. But notice the gaps that you have. Do you have, you know, a pair of great jeans that you feel good in? Do you have an essential white t-shirt or do you need to really fill the basics gap first and then build upon them? You want to have a wardrobe full of items that you can mix and match and have outfits. I think it's really common to end up with a wardrobe full of separate pieces, but not actual outfits that are fully cohesive and that you can pull together um, and wear in their entirety. Once you've done that, have a little bit of a think about your budget if you are going to be doing it all in one go. Again, if you sell some of your clothes, you might have a little bit more that can go towards your budget. Um... When it comes to investing in pieces, I like to think of things as cost per wear. So I spoke about this with Lauren, but the way I think of this is if I'm going to an event, say a wedding, and I'm only going to wear that dress maybe once, I don't want to invest a great deal of money in that one look because it's one night or one day or whatever it is. But if it's something that I'm going to wear to absolute death, I am comfortable investing a little bit more because each time I wear it, the cost per wear gets less. So say, for example, you take a pair of jeans that are, I don't know, just I'll say $100 because I'm basic. Um, Say you take a $100 pair of jeans, which would be quite cheap for some jeans, um, and you wear them 100 times over the space of two years, your cost per wear is pretty much negated. But if you take a dress that is $100 and you only wear it once, that's an expensive one wear. And you don't need to spend a lot of money on clothes. You can get clothes that are so much cheaper, but again, thinking about cost per wear and longevity You know, is it something that is going to fall apart after you wash it a couple of times? Is it going to fade? Is it going to no longer look white or sit well on you just because it is cheaply made? This is where it can be worth investing in items that have that bit more um, longevity in them. You know, a perfect example of this is I have an Anine Bing t-shirt and I love it. I actually wish I'd gone up a size so that it was more, so it was more of a looser fit, but It's an expensive shirt. Like if my dad knew how much that shirt cost, he would not be happy, that kind of energy. But I have washed it and worn it so many times and it still sits exactly the way it sat and still feels exactly the way it felt when I first got it versus a shirt from a cheaper manufactured, you know, store such as like a fast fashion chain. I won't name names, but... But you know, the ones that I mean, that if you wash them several times, they just get thin, they no longer sit the same, they start to 
like not have the same shape, all of that stuff. So you might end up buying six of those shirts versus one of a more of a higher quality. Um, and when you are investing in pieces, again, with that Anine Bing shirt, yes, it's expensive for a t-shirt, but I wear that with jeans. I wear it with denim shorts. I wear it under a blazer with heels and dressed up. I wear it over a pair of bike pants. I wear it to absolute death and I always feel good in it. So thinking about those sorts of things when it comes to budget, not just bang for buck in terms of what can you get right now and maximize so that you have a lot, but what are the pieces you can bring into your wardrobe that you feel are going to carry you through so many more seasons through years and are going to be versatile as well you know a statement blouse is great but it's only great if you can actually mix and match it which you actually can with a lot of blouses you know whether you wear it undone over a dress under a dress tied up there are lots of things you can do but have a little think about the items that you're bringing into your wardrobe and the cost per wear and the investment of those pieces I also like kind of the rule moving forward when you buy something, when you bring one into your wardrobe, one needs to go out. So that stops your wardrobe from getting super crowded and over full and having too many options because if you have too many options, you can get decision fatigue. Actually having a smaller kind of capsule collection of clothes can be so much easier to get dressed, less options to go through. So one in, one out. As I said, think of the versatility for the pieces that you are bringing in and think of outfits, not just items. So that t-shirt that you're bringing in, can you wear that tucked into your jeans with a pair of heels? Then can you wear it with a pair of shorts or a skirt and sneakers? How many ways can you wear each item? And do you have full outfits? Have a little think about that and try outfits on and play with different accessories that you might already have. You might be surprised at how you can wear one of the bags that you haven't picked up in years as a cross body bag and it looks really modern and it ties together the whole outfit. Don't be afraid of playing. Again, here's your permission slip. Try something different. Only bring it into the wardrobe if you feel really good about the pieces. If it's a question mark, leave it for another day, circle back to it, as they say, circle back. Um, Because if you don't love it when you buy it, it's probably going to become a no in the wardrobe as well. If you're shopping online, choose online stores that have a really easy return function as well. I think that's like a big one. I personally love shopping online and I do a lot of my shopping through the Iconic just because it's fast delivery and it is an easy return process. And I want to encourage you when you are trying things on to experiment with different sizes. Now, I don't know what your personal relationship is like with different size clothing. You know, maybe you can relate to kind of having a bit of um, discomfort around trying clothes on that are a bigger size or maybe you just don't care at all. Maybe you have experienced massive frustration. I think a lot of women have experienced frustration and confusion at how different sizes can be. You know, you might be one size in a certain brand of jeans, but then a completely different size in another size of in another brand of jeans, excuse me. There's not a lot of continuity when it comes to Australian standard sizing. 
I know that for myself in some outfits, I will be whatever size. And then in another one, I've got to go up several sizes just to get the things to zip. So try not to get stuck on sizes as a reflection of who you actually are and experiment with different sizes because sometimes going up a couple of sizes can change the whole aesthetic, the whole look in a really positive way. I know a few people that I really admire their styles. They always size up several sizes because it gives them more fabric to play with. It means they can belt it in a different way. It means it gives that kind of flowy aesthetic in a much more pleasing way. And you know, opposite to that, try downsizing. Maybe you have been wearing clothes that are too big for you and you're getting lost in them and you just haven't thought to try a smaller size and you might surprise yourself. You might really, really surprise yourself with how that silhouette looks and feels. And again, this whole episode is just about encouraging you to do it on purpose. Try something different. You may also want to actually look through Facebook marketplace when you're shopping because you can probably get like designer items or just brands that you love at a much more affordable rate. I have bought so many things through Facebook marketplace. A lot of my Maury and Eve or Beck and Bridge dresses are from Facebook. It's a really good thing to do for the environment as well. Op shops too. If you have local op shops, you might be able to find some great pieces in there. Um, and get creative. You know, maybe you do have a pair of jeans that you never wear, but you can turn them into a pair of shorts that you're actually going to get use out of. Don't be afraid to experiment. Now, I think I've said this, but I am very basic when it comes to the clothes that I wear. I'm pretty yawny, like I'm not reinventing the wheel at all, but I did want to share with you 10 things that I love having in my wardrobe and that I think could be considered 10 essentials or 10 basics to sort of just, I guess, maybe give you food for thought on the gaps that you may want to fill in your own wardrobe. Now, some of these are not going to be relative to everyone because they are my 10 essentials, but they might encourage you to think of yours. Number one, a white boxy t-shirt. That's like my staple, a white boxy t-shirt that has loose arms on it, that is comfortable, um, that I can wear with a skirt denim shorts, jeans, under a dress, over a pair of tights or bike pants. The reason I love a white boxy tee is because no matter what stage of my cycle I'm in, if I'm feeling a bit bloated and gross, a boxy t-shirt just still fits really, really nicely. You can dress it up. You can wear it very casually. So that is an essential item in my wardrobe for sure. The next one, no surprises, denim shorts. They are my uniform. I live in them. I just, I live in denim shorts. Um, So I had to include them. A blazer, a nice fitted black blazer. Um, When I say fitted, I don't mean that it is skin tight. I mean that it feels good on. Mine has shoulder pads. It comes in a little bit at the waist and it's a good length on my arms. That blazer, again, so versatile, can wear it in so many different ways over a dress for a date over a pair of denim shorts and that white boxy tee with boots for a nice daytime look with a crossbody bag. Um, I can wear it to a work event over a dress. So yeah, I love a blazer. 
I think it's nice to have a maxi dress in your wardrobe for occasions like baby showers and things like that. Um, you know, that sort of dress that when you put it on, you just feel nice in it. It's a nice daytime look, a linen button up for sure, you know, a button up or not even doesn't have to be linen, but a nice white or even beige colored button up can be so versatile. You can wear it open over active wear, tucked into jeans, denim skirts. It, it will just be like a go-to staple in a lot of people's wardrobes. Of course, a pair of jeans that you love. When it comes to finding a pair of jeans that you love, disregard what is trendy at the minute because those trends change, but find a pair of jeans that you feel good in. Don't worry about whether or not you're not meant to be wearing skinny jeans right now or the fact that low rise is coming in or whatever. Choose jeans that are comfortable and feel good on your shape. So you might need to try a few different styles there. A dress that you feel good in for a lunch with friends or a date night with your partner. Um, A nice, just one of those dresses that you can put on and know that you're always going to feel good in and that you've got the right underwear for and all of that stuff. When it comes to footwear, I love a pair of clear heels. (laughs) You're probably thinking like stripper vibes, but clear heels have been in for a little while now. And I think that they're just so versatile in terms of you can wear with your black, with your tan, with your white, with your navy, you can wear it with any color. Um, And I also feel like my Bellini clear heels are so comfortable. I can wear them during the day or I can dress them up at night. Pair of white sneakers, um, because again, you can wear them with a dress, your active wear or as a casual look. And last but not least, a pair of boots. Everyone needs a pair of boots that they feel amazing in, in their wardrobe. And again, you can dress them up, dress them down and boots are a big, you know, There are so many different styles of boots. You can go for something flat. You can go for something with a little heel, rounded toe, pointy, whatever matches your style and your lifestyle. But I always think it's nice to have a pair of boots in the wardrobe because it can just change a whole look. It can change wearing a dress with boots, um, of course, in the cooler months, but you can also wear them in the warmer months as well with something a little lighter. So anyway, this has been, I think, a long episode. I feel like I've spoken so much, Um, but I guess that's the point of a podcast. But I wanted to have this episode at the start of the year for you to encourage you to remind you you are worthy of feeling good as you move throughout the world, whether or not you are leaving the house for a job, whatever your current lifestyle is, you deserve to have a wardrobe full of yes clothes and it can be done even if it feels overwhelming but you can move into a different style a different aesthetic one that aligns with who you are now and you get to choose who that is so i hope this episode has been helpful of course let me know i would love 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 to hear from you come on over to the fray facebook group if you haven't joined yet why if you're listening to the podcast join us link is in the show notes and i hope you have an amazing day
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.